All right, Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse number 9. Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Well, you know, starting off with that right there, you've got to realize we're, under, we're looking at uh, things under the sun. This is Solomon looking at things from the, from the standpoint of uh, looking at things under the sun. That is earthly perspective. Under the sun is. Okay. So better better all right, so here here's a man. He's got all this wisdom, all these things, he's tried everything, he's had uh anything the man could desire as far as an earthly perspective, wisdom wise, possession wise, all these things. And his man says, Well, better better's the sight of the eyes than the one of the desire. Well, earthly wise. See, there's all kind of different ways to look at that. Uh, you see, you see, when you read something like this, okay, where am I at? I'm in the Old Testament. He don't have as much revelation as we do by the time you get to the New Testament. Well, why you say why you, uh, why you say that, Brother Jay? Well, let me just read a verse to you, and, and you see if this if this don't sound different, then better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. You got to look and see what see what's taught, what's being spoken about. Where are you at? Philippians chapter one verse twenty three. The apostle Paul says. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire, see, to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Well, you can't, you can't see being with Christ. I can't see the Lord Jesus Christ. I can see a heaven by faith. He says, better is the sight and the eyes than one or another desire. Well, it just depends on what your desire is, see. You, you, if your desire, if your desire is right, it's good to have a desire. The trouble is, what are you seeing, and what is your desire? You take two men over here. Look in your Bible. Uh, look at uh, Genesis chapter number thirteen. Let's say see something about this uh, that that would fit. You know, which this is before the law, uh, but let, but but it's, it's in Genesis, so it, it'll 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 fit with us pretty good here. Let's see about eyes and desire. These next few verses have to do with eyes and desire, and you know what you know what the trouble is. You're gonna find out people's eyes are wrong and their desires are wrong today. So so from an earthly perspective, if you're here on earth and your eyes aren't right and your your, your eyes aren't right and what you're focusing on isn't right, your desire will not be right. You know why people have unholy, unnatural, unbiblical uh, desire? It's because they're not looking at the right thing. See, you, you, you've got the senses. The devil cannot, the devil works from the outside in. God works from the inside out. And the devil's going to try to get you through sight or smell. I've heard some people say, you know, you talk, talk about the five senses and how the devil gets in there. They say, well, how smell? You better believe right quick, man, the devil can use smell. Look, there, there's, there, there, there. I've been, I've been, I've heard people who have had all kind of things that they've quit certain habits and stuff like that. And that's like uh, the guy that um, had, to, he's got the business right beside mine, and he had quit, he had quit smoking a pipe for twenty years. And he got around a buddy of his, and he had some kind of pipe that he was telling me named it off pipe tobacco right there. And he said, right there, he said, I smelled that pipe tobacco, and he said, I had to have uh, a, a puff or whatever you call it off of that uh, pipe tobacco. Now, it's smell, see, and there's all kinds of other things out there. Smells can re- uh, remind you of, of things and events. That's like when, it, when fall gets here, guess what it reminds me of? Me and Carlos, football season. 
the smell of fall reminds me of football season when I was takes me all the way back when I was a child, man. Well, a smell he he gets to. So you got to have your your sight right because the devil can get to the inside of you by your sight. Here's two men here, Abraham and Lot. God called Abraham out of the earth of the Chaldees, and he he tells him what to do. Brings Lot with him. He says, "Separate from your whole family." Brings Lot with him. Abraham didn't listen, but later on he found out he should have listened, and he gets over here. Look at verse. Um, Number 8, it says, And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, uh, for we be brethren. See, Abram, Abram was uh, concerned about his example. He didn't want the, uh, them you know, having anything to do with their herd. He knew the herdmen were watching what they were doing. So he says, Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself there's a whole sermon in that. I pray thee from me, if thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. You know why Abraham, Abraham said that? Because he knew God would take care of him no matter what, uh, what direction he went. As long as he was going in the direction of God, it didn't matter. That, that's the trouble people are having today in life. They're like, well, what if this happens over here? And everybody's talking about war and the economy and the dollar and all this stuff. It, it don't matter if you're going with God. It don't matter what happens. As long as you're with the Lord, whatever happens, happens. Why? If you're, if, if you're a, a, a being abounding and you're with God, it's great. If you're being abased and you're with God, it's great. It doesn't matter as long as you're with God. And Abram knew that. So you get to this place over here and he says... In verse number 10, now watch this. We're talking about the sight of the eyes and stuff. And Lot lifted up his eyes. You think that's not important? What's, what's the trouble? His eyes messed up his desire because if he's not looking under the Lord, his, his desire is not going to be right. So he lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah even as the garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt uh, as thou comest unto Zoar. Showing you one day, years ago Egypt used to be a whole lot different than what it is that desert today. Why you, you get God out of a place and it dries up both spiritually and later physically. See, the spiritual dry drought happens first. Then the physical happens later. Adam and Eve died spiritually first and they didn't dry up physically and they didn't die out physically till a long time later. That's what happens to people. They get their eyes set wrong and then before long when your eyes aren't on the right thing, your desire gets corrupted and you're going to go where that desire is. And if it's not a heavenly desire, you'll go toward Egypt. You'll go toward Sodom. What's Sodom? Wickedness. What's Edom? What's Egypt? Uh, Egypt is bondage. The house of bondage and Sodom is connected with wickedness. If you get your desire, it don't matter. Look, here's here's Lot. Okay, later on you find out uh, he's a good fella. Okay, uh, well, well, guess what? He, he, he messed himself up, vexed himself. We're going to find out with what? I, I, I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead of myself while we're talking about Lot. Later on, uh, Solomon is going to say, seeing there be many things that increase vanity, what is man the better? And, and you know what the, the issue is? Seeing things. You, you know what? Uh, I think it's uh, 2 Peter 2.8. Uh, let, let me tell you something about Lot here. We're talking about seeing, and we're, we're going to stay in this vein here in, in these few texts. It says... In Second Peter chapter two, it says, "And delivered uh, just Lot, vexed with the filthy." 
conversation of the wicked for that righteous man dwelling among them and watch this, seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful day. He wasn't doing it, but he vexed his soul. You know what the issue was? Seeing and hearing. What you see is very important and what you hear is very important. You, you know, you know what this tells me. People say, "Well, how could things get so wicked? And how could our? How did it get this way? How is our country?" All that? And they ask all these questions. What's right there in the Bible? I'll tell you what the, the trouble is. They're seeing too much wickedness, and they're hearing too much wickedness. And what's in the wheel? Whale comes up in the bucket. So you have to be real careful about what you see and what you hear, because it'll make you mad. But you've got to see something, and you've got to hear some things. So what do you do? You have to judge it by what, by what uh, the Bible says and what God says and, and how can I get close to God in this area. Now I'll tell you that, and, and like I said, I, I hadn't been able to teach in a little while, so I'm, I'm all excited. But I, I'm going I'm I'm to read a couple things and then we're going to go over something about this seeing and hearing. Um, it talks about how better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering desire. One way you can look at that thing, before I get further into this, one way you look at that, it's, it's better for you to, to be content with things you can see. Like, look, I'm fine with being right here with y'all. But if I had an ungodly desire and say, well, man, I wish I was at a church, so-and-so, so-and-so, 400 people up there. Okay, yeah, you have a whole bunch of 400 devils that don't care nothing about the Word of God, and you got a whole bunch of strife and turmoil. What, what is the wandering of that desire? It's better to have something you can see and enjoy what you can see. You've got that application there as well. But what happens is, if you can't be content with where you are in the Lord and content with where you are, what you can see, your desire will wander off in the wrong thing before long you're just like a lot and you're in a you're in a place and before long you done messed up everybody else around you so what do you how do you balance the thing here here's a few things on the balance uh let's jump over here right quick to ezekiel uh chapter number eight ezekiel chapter eight and get some of this practical application out of this thing how balancing you're seeing the trouble is you, you can go in the ditch on either side you can go too far to the left, too far to the right. So how do you keep it down the middle? Okay, well, we're going to see what the Bible says about keeping it down the middle. Look, some people, I've heard, I've heard pastors get up, you bunch of wicked devils, you got a TV, and, you know, and then they're watching their cell phone. But then at the same time, you can't go so far and just say, well, I'll just watch anything I want to, and I'm not going to watch what I watch. You better be careful. right. Why wow, some of the, some of that stuff that people people get into? That's how they get in control, trouble on their computers and all this type of stuff. Why? Because they just allow anything. You've got to have a standard somewhere and say there's fixing to be something on a standard on what I will allow to come in my eyes because it's going to mess my desire up. The, the world does not have a... Sta- You've got to have something fixed and say, okay, this is as far as it'll go because if you don't, it'll mess your desire. And that's how come people want to do all kinds of things instead of what the Word says and what the Lord wants. That's how come... How many kids now do you think there's a desire to do something for God? You know why? They got the wrong heroes. Their heroes are these devil basketball players 
and football players and uh, baseball players and all these people who care nothing about God. They say, well, what about Tim Tebow? And all? Well, there may be one or two. I've heard people say that they say they're Christians. I don't know. I've never heard their testimony, but I'm just saying one or two out of the whole bunch, it shows you they sit there and watch those people and they say, I want to grow up and be like so-and-so. You don't hear them say, I'd like to grow up and be like so-and-so, Pastor. I'd like to grow up and be like this. Why? Because they got the wrong heroes and they got the wrong seeing and they got the wrong desire. And before long, they went down a wrong path because they had the whole wrong goal. Your desire has to do with your goals. And you have to have a spiritual goal. But in life, you're going to see things. And how, what do you do? You have to see it. And, and see what God wants to show you, but balance it with the Bible. And God will allow you. I'm not just going to stick my head in the sand about some of the stuff that's going on. I'm not going to I'm not gonna get up in the morning and watch everything that comes on the news and expect to have a good day. But at the same time, I am not going to stick my head in the sand and not know nothing that's going on. Some people don't know who the President of the United States is today. That's too far. Some people, if you ask them what the Second Amendment is or the Fifth Amendment is, they can't tell you. They don't know the Constitution. <laughs> you know what's going That's too far. You, go, you ought to know something. Some people are citizens of the United States and couldn't pass the citizen of the United States test. They, don't, they, couldn't name, they couldn't tell you who the first, who the first president was the United States of America. The, the, what, what's happened? You can go too far on either way. What, what happened with Ezekiel? In Ezekiel chapter 8, watch, the Lord says this. He, I could go in about the visions and everything. And this, that's like that uh, in verse number 3 at the bottom of that. It says, where was the seat of the image of je jealousy? The image of jealousy. That's 18 letters in that phrase, the image of jealousy. I see that, and that, that takes you back to that image that's going to be uh, at, at the end of time up there with the mark of the beast and connected with 666. And you go in there and study jealousy sometime. Why well, it has to do with God. God's a jealous God. Okay, well, that's the, you, you hate to see some of these things are going on, but guess what? God commanded it. It said, Then said he unto me, Son of man, lift up thine eyes. He said, Okay, look at this. Now, the way toward the north. So I lift up mine eyes way toward the north, and behold, northward at the gate of the altar, this image of jealousy in the entry. He said, Furthermore, unto me, watch this, Son of man, seest thou what they do. Well, they're wicked. He's saying, look at all this wickedness. Look, look, look at verse number 10. So I went in and saw, and behold, every form of creeping things and abominable things and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. Pictures. There's, there's, there's some, there's some old-fashioned television right there. Pictures portrayed upon the wall. Okay. And look at verse number 12. It said, Then said he unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? You better believe there's some folks doing things in the dark right now in leadership positions. That's wicked. And God knows it. It says, Every man in the chambers of his imagery. You better cast down imaginations. And every high thing exalts itself above the knowledge of God. It says, for they say the Lord seeth not, the Lord hath forsaken the earth. You know what you better realize when you're seeing all this stuff? God knows it. It says this right here in verse number 15. 
Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abomination than these. Verse 17, Then he said unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Is it a light thing to the house of Judah that they commit these abominations which they commit here? For they have filled the land with violence and have returned to provoke me to anger. And lo, they put the branch to their nose. Watch this. It helps you understand something. If you look at it from God's perspective, you're going to see things. Nothing wrong with seeing things. Sometimes you have to see things. But look at it from God's perspective. Therefore, will I also deal in fury... Why is all this stuff happening? I can't believe all these people die. How did God allow this? How did God allow that? God saw what's going on in the background that you didn't see the thing. God saw some things going on you didn't see and you didn't get the whole story and there's things that you don't know. That's right. That's like this nation. You know, why would God let our nation so... This nation's so wicked and so corrupt and so ungodly and can't stand God and can't stand the Bible and can't stand church and can't stand people that love God, the Bible, and church. And people wonder why our country's going the direction it's going. He tells you right here, Mine eyes shall not spare, neither will I have pity. Why, Lord, why? Where's the pity? He's already had pity. They've went too far. You see all these things and you understand. Look, God is saying, look, I'm showing you why. You need to see this, and this is why. But you can't understand things unless you see it from a biblical perspective. Otherwise, it'll bother you. It shouldn't bother a Christian to see all the stuff going on, all the turmoil, all the perilous days. Why, we know it in the Bible. We know what God's doing, and God knows the background on the thing. And it'll help you and give you peace of heart, peace of mind. He says, Though they uh, they cry in mine ears with a loud voice, yet will I not hear them. God's not answering prayers. How come so? You know, it's amazing to me. They don't want prayer in, in, the, in the schools. They don't want prayer in the courtrooms and things like that. And something happens and, and a horrific uh, killing and everything. First thing they do, pray for them. Well, where were you last week? Where were you before the event happened? See? Yeah, prayer's good, and I believe that. But you know what the problem is? People aren't seeing the background. Look, God is not a people's bellhop. You can't just, you can't just say, I'll do what I want to, and then when I get good and ready, God, I'll call out on you. You better seek Him while He's near. That's right. You know one thing about preparing? If you will prepare today, you won't have to prepare tomorrow. Stay prepared so you don't have to prepare. That's why you need to load up with Bible verses. People need to be hearing sermons. People need to be prayed up now. Why? There may come a time when you don't have time to go look up the Bible verse. You need to have already been looking it up beforehand. That's right, brother. And, and that's like praying. Y'all, things are going to happen on a daily basis. And sometimes things start happening, things start happening, and, and you don't have time to pray. Yeah, praying always. Yeah, when you're on the way to the emergency room and things like that, you're just throwing a quick prayer. But if you had been prayed up beforehand, it helps you have that peace that you already been needing and that comfort and that strength that you already needed so you can be a strength and a help to someone else in that time period. You're already prepared up there. You look, you're looking at things now at what you're seeing from a biblical perspective and not saying, oh, this is just vanity. I'm just going to give up. That's like, that's like, you know, seeing things. You've got to see things. Uh, being, me and Randy got to work this morning, and somebody had done donuts out in my yard up there at my business. <laughs> I said, well, these idiots, they not know I got cameras up here on my, on my building. 
So I went up there and rolled the footage back, and sure enough, I seen them kids out there, 17, 18 years old, probably not old enough, and they out there vaporizing. And, and uh, well, they stand out there, and y'all, what's happening is, the best I can tell from the footage, they having some kind of contest to see who can blow the biggest cloud out. <laughs> that's the only thing I can determine. I'll be mean, honestly, I wonder. Because, uh, look, I-, I don't know how a man could could I- I- exhale that much stuff unless he's having a competition. Well, this old boy just hops in his truck after the competition is over with, and he just does some donuts out there in my parking lot. Well, you know what I did? I just called a law. Well, you know what? You have to you have to see things from a biblical perspective. Why is it? I, I initially I, I got mad and I thought that boy I need to take my belt off and whip his tail. Well, then I got thinking. Hold on, just a minute. Well, if I do that, I'll be the one in jail because I'll be on the front page of the news and it's just grass, grass grow back up. You got to look at things and say, well, he needs to get in trouble because there needs to be some repercussions. But at the same time, I've got better things to do. So if you don't look at things. And balance things out. When you start seeing things happen, it's going to upset you. You say, "All right, is my level of upset does it match the situation?" That's right. Well, that's like Ezekiel right here. Here's this man. He's seeing all this thing, and you know what? He, he's he's coming to realize God's doing these things for a reason. Now you know, you know what's going on in our world right now. People aren't looking at the right thing. Let, let me show you something else as far as looking at things. And if you don't look at things the correct way, you'll look at things instead of God. And no matter how good it is, you look at the wrong thing and it'll mess you up. Uh, turn in your Bible, if you will, to 1 Samuel chapter 4. 1 Samuel chapter number 4. And uh, it's amazing. You get one verse in. We may do good. But y'all, this Bible's so vast. I, th- I think this is important right here to see how you see things. You, you, know, you know what's wonderful about being a Bible believer? It's things that upset this world do not upset the Bible believer. So many people get so upset about all this stuff. They get they get on that news, man, and you can always tell somebody's been on the news too much. Did you hear about the dollar? Amen. They're gonna drop a dollar. Well, guess what? Them people gonna figure out something to spend, I tell you. Because <laughs> why? They want they won't spend some money some kind of way. Don't you worry. They're gonna figure it out. Look, they they just like anybody else. They like their comforts. And that's, 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 like, that's like all these wars and stuff like that. Guess what? When they, they get low on money and stuff like that, you know what they do? Start a war. That's why it's called the war machine. You, you know, they don't care about people's lives, y'all. People think people are sitting there going, you know, we, we, did, we, we hate all these casualties. So and so. They don't care about casualties. That's right. But you know what? We can't, we can't look at it. We can't get in the Bible and look at things that go on and let it upset us. Why? It's always been like that. Y'all, the religious establishment and the government is who killed the Lord Jesus Christ. So you know what our business is? Serve God on a daily basis and love the Lord and, and, and read His Word and treat other people good and be what we can to be a help to people. That's right. That the main thing in life is serving God, no matter what. That's it. Why? Well, this is what happened. You start looking at things, and you'll find something. You don't look it out there. You start looking at something holy, and you, and and if it if 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 you don't watch it, even with a good motive in mind, 
If you don't look at the Lord Himself, it'll mess you up and you'll get your sight messed up. Look, look at uh, 1 Samuel chapter number 4. The ark has been taken. Look at verse number 3. It says, And when the people were come uh, into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore uh, hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us, that when, watch this, when it cometh among us, it may save us out of the hand of our enemies. One of the best sermons I ever uh, heard uh, years ago when I first started listening to good Bible-believing sermons was, It Can't Save You. And you know what? These people right here are concerned about the ark saving them instead of the God of the ark. You know how to to tell religion uh, instead of something that's right? It'll save us. You talk to some folks, well, uh, uh, you know, they, they trust in water baptism or church members. Y'all have heard preachers preach on that. For, but it can't save you. They're, they're looking for it instead of the Lord, even though it's a good thing. You know, there's all kind of good folks out there. And, and there's, there's people who try to do right in life and think. But if you're looking at those things or those people instead of the Lord first, those things and those people will disappoint you. God will never disappoint you. That's, that's the trouble with things. You, you take Solomon. Here's Solomon. He's got all this wisdom. And he's seen people do well and people do bad. And do people do well and people do bad. He's been up there judging. He's seen some folks from 10 years ago. They're real good folks. Now they done got involved in this. Now, and, and before long, he started off pretty good. And then after a while, he started doing bad. And he's trying to do better. And in his mind, he's going through all this stuff, this vanity and this vanity. And what happens is you get to look around and you say, no matter which way you look at it, it's just vanity. You know what that is? That's you looking at things from under the sun because it's not. But that's your flesh will tell you that because after you get older, you start seeing all this stuff and it starts bothering you. And then before long, one of the hardest things to do is not get cynical. That's hard. Why? Because I, I, and I, I, can, I can tell you this, just, just, just I know we're running out of time. But he's saying in verse 9, this is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Why? It, it'll vex you. Wear you out, man. Yes, it will. You, y'all, sometimes some of the things that goes on in life will literally wear you out. And, and I'll tell you what happens, what, what, what starts to wear you out. Is seeing that there be many things. Look, we'll jump down to verse number 11. I'll go over verse 10 maybe next time. But I'm going to stay in this seeing thing. Seeing there be many things that increase vanity, what is man the better? Seeing the things. Seeing the thing. The thing. The things. The thing. This thing, that thing, the other thing. You know what happens? You start seeing, uh uh-oh, I see where this is leading. I see well, this person here starts doing this and you say if, if, if that person don't get right with God and God's the only one that can change that track this headed down this road and you've seen them you've seen somebody else go down that road and you see that's a dead end street and it starts bothering you. Yes, and you know what happens it starts vexing your spirit especially when it's your, some of your loved ones right. and you just see them start that's slowly right. but surely going off the path. Before long, they're falling behind on this and falling behind on that. And you get around them and you see they just don't look as good and their countenance isn't as good. And it starts bothering you. And, and, and you know what happens? You start getting concerned for them. And then you, st- 
Oh, it's wearing you out. And you know what happens? Solomon has seen that, and he's seen it increases. Seeing many things increase the vanity. He said, what's the man about? I, I tell you what man is the better. A man is better when he knows he's got hope in the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. and not the things. Amen. A man is the better when you know that with the Lord, the Lord can handle things, the Lord can change yes. lives. He has changed lives. He will change lives. He has changed heart. He will change heart. He's changed the situations that's going on. And after a while, you've seen that as opposed to, yes, many evil things under the sun. But you've seen, guess what? God can can change things under sun why he made the sun he's going to make this sun that's dying out right now shine for a billion years one of these days he's going to make this earth right now that's waxing older just like a garment he's going to change them just like God changed a vesture just like he changes clothes and he's going to put on a whole new universe one day and you say well what's the man the better I tell you what I'm better for knowing the Lord Jesus Christ I'm not going to look at it under the sun but you got to make that choice not to look at it from that standpoint. You know how not to have vanity in your, in your life and, and have these things? Well, that which hath been named already, what's, what's been named already? All, all the things that hath been. He said, that which hath been shall be again. It's already been named. That's right, right, Jay. He says, he says over here, and, and known that it is man. You know what the Bible said over in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, I believe it is? Man is made of dust. You know what it's been named? Man has been named vanity and dust. That's, that's what's been named. Why? Everything he's going to do has been done before. If you, if you study books like uh, Dead Men Tell Tales, you know what you'll find out? Everything that we've got now that's already been or better. Somebody said, well, you think they had tractors so-and-so? Some, they may not have called it a tractor, but there's been a generation somewhere that's had something that done that job, whatever they called it. You, whether they had cell phones or whatever, they probably had better, commu- uh, better forms of communication uh, long back ago than what we do now. While they had all kind of technology, we think just because we got a cell phone and a computer, we're, we're smarter than people's been before, and that's wrong. They may not have called it that, but I tell you something, people have been so smart. Look, we're not near as smart as we think we are. I can prove it to you. People, people are dumber now than they were back in the 50s and 40s and 30s. How do you know? Man, there's people that used to know every single phone. Could, could, could tell you 20, 30, 50 phone numbers, stuff like that. Now, how you think about how many phone numbers you know right now? That's right. We're smarter. We're not, near, we're not near as smart as we think we are. Why? We can't even hold the information they used to hold back 100 years ago. You know what's been named? Man is vanity. And it says over here, it says in verse 10, Neither may he contend with him that is mightier than he. Dust can't contend with the God. God's mightier than us. That's right. So you know what you better find out? God is mightier than anything you're going to come up on. And if you can't trust in dust, who, you, who can you trust? The one that made you. It all goes back to this. What are you trusting in? Who are you trusting in? If it's a it and things that you can see, well, you're in trouble. Why? You know what he says? Seeing all these things, we walk by faith and not by sight. Back then, they saw things. They, could, they, they, had a, they had a ministry of sight. Why? The Jews require a sign, and signs are things that are seen. And today, we don't have that. Why? We're going by faith. Okay. Well, here, here's the question right here in closing. What, what are you looking at? Things that you can't see by the eye? 
are things that you can see by the eye. You know what all the things going on in this world right now? That's all stuff you can see with the eye. Everything we're looking forward to that's in the Bible and heaven and everything else, you can only see that by faith. So you know what's going to make your life better? Realizing, hey, all that vanity is just something I'm looking, I must be looking at things from an earthly perspective because I'm letting things that, sh that shouldn't bother me, I'm letting them bother me. I need to look at it the right way. And it change your whole perspective. We'll close out. Brother Brett, if you would, close us out.